everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast. You're probably wondering what it stands for. It stands for Get Your Shit Together. Wow. Sorry, I wanted to be real dramatic with that one. No, it's good. I mean, I mixed it up. That's the first time we've done that. I've done a different intro in probably hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to mix it up a little bit here and there, right? Yeah, and every now and then. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time joining us, we are uh, get yours together, and we talk about personal development for you know everyday life, and we're just a couple of fellas who. We're just going to talk about our personal experiences and hope you get something out of it. So if you do, you know, please subscribe and uh, share. We've been we've been growing lately, and uh, it's it's been good to see. So I'm one of your co-hosts, Rohit Rohila, and along with Rohit, you have Kyle Reed. All right, Kyle. Well, are you ready to jump into this? Because I, for one, am very excited about this topic. Oh, are you? I am. I am. Why are you so excited about this topic, Rohit? Uh, because I think it's something that is so important, but it's something that I feel people don't really think about, okay. and that is how to attract the right kind of people in your life. And before we talk about how to even in you know attract the right kind of people in your life, I think we need to take a step back and see how we attract people in our life altogether. One of the things that we've talked about is it's difficult to make friends as adults. When you are in school, you know, you, you've got, you know, uh, let, let's just take high school, for example. You've got, you know, six different classes with 30 different people in each of your classes. So the opportunity to meet new people is readily available. And then same thing when you go off to college, same, you know. But then once you're out of college, once you're out of school, that whole process changes because you go from having an opportunity to make friends out of a plethora of people now the majority of our friends are tied to people that we meet through work through our professional lives yeah yeah that's how you and i met that's how glenn and i met you know half the people on the pod actually everyone on the podcast who's ever been a part of it met through work (laughs) (laughs) i had to just connect the dots real quick and make sure that was the case but you know, and, and that's how it is. But when you're when you're an adult, make, making friends is so difficult. And so what we're going to talk about is how to attract the right kind of people. And maybe part of that is even evaluating if the people in your life need to remain in your life. And that goes back to the people that you've known, you know, going all the way back to growing up. So what are, what are some of your thoughts around this topic, Kerry? Yeah. No, no, I like it. I like it. I mean, I think that it, it makes sense for, um, for you to want to do a topic around something like the law of attraction, right, from your boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that people don't always think about. I think that we take a look at your life, it's almost like you look at it like in chapters or phases of your life. And if you look at along the way, the type of friends, the people that you surround yourself with at different phases of your life, I think they change, right? Um, I think there's been a saying 
if you've been friends with somebody for seven years, you'll be friends with them for life or something to that effect, right? I've heard something like that said. And I think that it's, for whatever reason, that timeline seems to uh, transcend a, f- a few phases of growth in most people's lives. Uh, or that person is not growing and the person that they're friends with is also not growing. So they're going to maintain the same stagnance and continue to surround themselves with one another uh, for the rest of their lives, <laughs> whatever whatever that means, right? Um, so I think it's good. I think it's good. I think when you take a look at this, you can begin to surround yourself with the right folks to be where you want to be. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so in in addressing this, I recently did uh as as i've shared with you guys you know kyle was was an inspiration to me and we talked about his 365 run streak where he would run a mile every single day for 365 days and i started thinking about that and i wanted to do the same thing with youtube and i recently did a video about the keys to everlasting change and one of the one of the main topics of that was you have to surround yourself with the right kind of people and what, what I specifically said was I pointed out a study that was done where they polled a whole bunch of smokers and said, why did you start smoking? And the majority of them said they started smoking because they were hanging out with other people who were smoking. And that got me thinking about this topic, you know, uh, uh, attracting the kind of people in your life. And one of the things that I want to do is, you know, we we understand that in the personal development world we evolve all the time who you and i were kyle even a year ago is completely different from who we are now because we take reflective looks at our lives external looks at our lives and we work on the direction that we're heading in most people don't do that and so for them you can ask them okay who who are your friends that go back you know 20 years 10 years, five years, one year. And what's going to be interesting is I think when you meet people, it's based off of your standards for yourself at that time. And this is just a theory I have. So Kyle, I'm going to kind of pick on you a little bit um, because you you have retail experience. You, you were at Best Buy for several years and you made several friends during that time frame of people who are still a tremendous part of your life right now. Would you, when you met them, was, did they mirror your mindset at the time? Oh man. Yeah. That's you a, know, I think so. I, that's a tough question to take a look at and unpack. I think much easier to look at in hindsight at the time. I don't think it's that I considered at all. I think generally we look to associate ourselves with people that we feel that we're on the same level as um, when it comes to social hierarchies and financial hierarchies. I think we kind of just automatically default to that. Uh, And then secondly, I think we default to similar interests. Um, So I think that was where it started initially. But then when you take a look back and, and look at it, when you when you talk about mindset, as you look at that, and I realize that all the people that I still associate with um, 
with the exception of one, <laughs> all the people that I still associate with from those days are people who also um, held multiple leadership roles within Best Buy, right? Who gone on to experience different things in Best Buy and different leadership roles in other organizations as well. So I would say that they had an ambitious mindset or potentially a, a growth mindset that I didn't realize they also had at the time because I think I was looking at things more surface level. And I think that's where the law of attraction comes into play. I didn't realize what I was focusing on, what I was attracting, what I was bringing into my life. It was just these things that I thought were surface level, but there were there were some things hiding beneath the surface uh, that were also at play. Hmm. Yeah, so when you look at your current friends mm-hmm. and you you know kind of evaluate the the time frame of when you met them. Yeah. Do you think and and again, you know, we recognize that this is subconscious thinking. It's not like Kyle was purposely, you know, associating with different people at, at, at different times. It's it's just the way things happen. But I think that's that's what let's let's take a quick moment and unpack that, right? I yeah. think the fact that we're saying it's a subconscious thing leads to the fact that most people don't proactively seek out the individuals that they want to be around. Most people don't say, hey, I see this person is doing X, Y, Z, and I want to do X, Y, Z. Hey, my name is Kyle Reed. I see that you're doing this. I want to understand more about that. Can I take you to lunch and have a discussion with you? Yes. Yes. We... We just allow these things to happen, right? Rather than proactively seeking. I mean, I think that the only thing potentially proactive we do is we take a look at our pool. What is our friendship pool today? Mm -hmm. And then we choose the people in that pool that most closely align with our beliefs and our desires and our mindset. And we settle there. But we don't look outside of our own pool of individuals any any longer anyway once you i think once you leave school i mean shoot how many people do you talk to from school still yeah not many yeah and the other thing is is the people that you do uh still keep in touch with what do you what do you talk about the majority of time it's the way things used to be it's 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 looking backwards yeah i oh man i Recently hung out with uh, a friend that I've known for, oh man, 30, 35 years. Pretty much my whole life. Grew up like a block apart. Great, great friend of mine. Worked together at Best Buy for a long time too. Um, and uh, we went golfing together. We had an absolute past, but that was really what our conversation centered around was everything in the past, like different things that we had done and experiences that we had we didn't have any future tense growth conversations at all. And and not just that, but but now I've got a question for you. Friends that you've known for a long time mm-hmm. that have been in your life for a long time who say that they're fully there to support you, would they embrace your change? Or would they say, wow, Kyle, you've really been changing and wouldn't necessarily chalk it up to positivity? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, um, 
I would say that yeah, they would they would they would probably say that I've changed quite a bit. Um, I've got another scenario that I'm actually just recently got back in touch with another friend that I hadn't talked to in a few years. Great friends through you know middle school, high school, and, and after high school, and, and we were pretty close. But that was a completely different time of my life, and um, my mindset was completely different. And I was doing different things, and a lot of these folks, you know, got into drugs and, and whatnot, and it broke my heart that this individual um, had recently been arrested for murder. Um, just had a conversation with him yesterday, actually. Uh, and I put some money on his books. And when I heard that, it it broke my heart, one, that I felt like I wasn't there to support this person um, because our future were going different directions, right? You know, I, hey, no, no malice of my heart towards this person at all, but we're on different paths. This is the direction I'm going. That's the direction you're going. Hey, I want you to come over here this way. But, you know, we're adults. We make our own decisions. Um, and I was saddened and also grateful for everything that I have today because I realized that that could be me. Had I stayed on the same path, had I continued to surround myself with the same people that I was surrounding myself with, that could have been me. I could have been in a cell. I could have been addicted to drugs. That could be where I'm at today. So that be in touch with somebody like that recently, um, it's provides me a ton of perspective. And I think severing some of those relationships and drifting away from those relationships is never easy. But it, I truly, truly believe it can save your life. Man, that's... <laughs> That's some real heavy stuff there. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. It's. Uh, I'm having a couple conversations with Emily about it the past few days as well. It's. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It's a lot to unpack, but I think I think it 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 aligns with this, right? You know, you have to attract a certain type of person, and and I still love the man. Still my brother. You know. Um, we we had the same mindset for a long time when we were younger and one of us shifted one way the other shifted the other way and it's it's unfortunate um, yeah there's still a lot going on in my head about it right now so sorry if it's not making a whole lot of sense no i mean that's that's one of the things that i really enjoy about this podcast is it gives us a chance to talk openly and without prior self reflection because we're, we're thinking out loud and yeah. that's where the rawness <laughs> comes in, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, over the, this is maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, uh, a while back ago, Christina and I were talking about, you know, who, if, if I got married, who would be my best man? And she thought it was one person. I'm like, Oh no, it, you know, it, it would be this person. I've known him, you know, pretty much uh you know high school on even though 
we went to the same elementary school. We knew of each other, but you know, we were college on, especially we were inseparable. Uh, he's my brother. My family knows him. His family knows me. Like, you know, here's, here's all my bank accounts. No questions asked kind <laughs> of a relationship, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, with, with everything, just come up to me. Hey, can I, can I borrow 2000? Cool. Here you go. You know, not even, Oh, what are you going to need it for? Like, you know, is it, you know, ah, you know, none of that is like, cool. Here you go. All right, cool. You know, and it, so where, where I'm going with this is he, he got married and everything completely changed after that. He did his best to maintain the relationship. But I did my best to maintain the relationship. His wife is someone that um, none of us really were in favor of. Uh, real quick, define us. Is this college buddies? Uh, even his family. Like his family was like, you've got to talk to him. Uh, she is it. not good. Okay, and, got it. You know, it eventually him and I got together recently. And what was, was a shocking moment for me is – when he had his first son, like man, I I was on cloud nine. I felt so attached to him. Like, you know, I played around with him all the time. We'd go to mirror games together, and like, oh, awesome. always had a great time. And then he he recently had another son, and he brought him over maybe a, a couple of weeks ago. And I, that same attachment just wasn't there. It was like, oh, hi, you know, huh. You know, it, it, and the relationship between myself and my friend changed so much too. We, we didn't really relate. Whereas I was about, here's how I've grown since we last hung out. Here's what I've been up to. He was about the same jokes, the, the same stories. And I realized it's because of who we surround ourselves with. I surround myself with positivity and growth, whereas he's in a relationship that's that's not about that. And because of that, he hasn't had a chance to evolve and grow. Mm. And so it's so important to, to take a look at the kind of people that we are surrounding ourselves with because they make or break us. And it takes a truly, truly painful look sometimes to evaluate when you are in – a toxic environment and by a toxic environment i don't mean someone who's abusing you someone who's drinking all the time someone who's doing drugs or you know i don't mean that kind of toxic someone who's putting you down insulting you all the time i just mean someone who's not allowing you the freedom to grow mm. not purposefully but even subconsciously it's not like she said i don't want you hanging out with any of your friends it's just little by little we we lost him and wow. She doesn't like me, and I've tried multiple times to bury the hatchet or whatever, you know, especially after the first kid. I was like, look, you know, for, for the sake of, you know, I, my nephew, like, I, I, you know, let's, let's patch things up. And it, it just didn't work. She, um, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this one. Uh, she doesn't like me hanging out with him because she says I'm a bad influence on him. You're a bad influence. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. One hundred percent legit. That 
yeah, that's why she feels like I'm a, I'm a bad influence on him. Wow. How that is, I don't know, but you know. So I think there is, I don't know, no one's place to analyze a relationship, but it sounds like it's a potential, um, some insecurities there, right? Maybe there's a fear that um, growth and change will change the person that she has and she doesn't want any change in this person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if you take a look at um, scenarios where it's generally the man in a gaslighting type scenario, right? It's uh, it, anyone is a bad influence on that individual's manipulation. Mm -hmm. Scary stuff. Yeah. Crazy, man. I would feel 100% confident in saying that she is taking advantage of it. Oh man, that's sad to hear. And you know, I mean, I I remember I I talked to him before the wedding. Even brought up a prenup because he's had his head on straight, and she doesn't. Mm -hmm. And you know, at, at one point I think he was working three jobs, and she was just working part time. Has never contributed anything financially. But in any case, that's that's not what this is about. What what is interesting to me is you have to be consciously aware at the kind of people that you are bringing into your life. I'm not fully blaming her because you know if it's true that we attract who we have in our life, then he had just as much to contribute to her coming into his life and her remaining in his life that's the other key part mm. is not only who who are you attracting but who are you keeping and i think both you and i have had painful realizations that, that we've got to let some people go and, and we've talked about that off air yeah you know, uh a few different people that you know we realize like okay we've got to move on and sometimes it's not even up to us But, you know, it, what's, what's interesting to me is I think looking back when I was working at Burger King, I was a, I was a manager at Burger King, nice. all, all my friends. You make me were, want a Whopper. I want a Whopper right now so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All my, all my friends at that time worked at Burger King. And so what were the types of conversations we were having? We were having Burger King quality type of conversations. <laughs> Elaborate, Rohit. What is a Burger King quality type conversation? Because I, I, I'm I'm making some assumptions here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about the food. <laughs> no, I know. Just yeah, Burger King level conversations. Yeah, you know, I mean, some people are what you know in any industry you call lifers. You know where? Oh, I've I've been working at Burger King for twenty years, thirty years. This, this is all they know. This is the only job that they've had. And you've got other people who are barely getting by on minimum wage. But the, you know, you're, you're oh, you, you know, you, you forgot your hat today. That's a write-up. Or, you know, when someone asks you for ketchup, ask them how many packets. Because if you give them five, 
when they only wanted three. Now we're losing money. <laughs> you know, and when you are around that, those are the types of conversations I was having. So when, when I was hanging out with them and, and going to parties with them, I would bring up abundance. I would bring up positivity and forward thinking because that's about the time that I really, really started diving into this kind of stuff. And they just couldn't relate with me. It, it didn't make sense to them. Either because it was so foreign to them that they disqualified it altogether or they weren't willing to dive in to see if life could be better. And I think that's where the key is. When you are surrounding yourself with certain people, and this is related to a topic that we talk about quite often, the circle of influence. Oh, yeah. You have to take an unbiased look at who you surround yourself with. And Kyle, you and I have had conversations where I'm like, man, I just, it's difficult for me to relate to this person anymore. I mean, they, they've been with me for a long time, but you know, it's, they're going down one path. I'm going down the other. And you know, the, the commonalities that we once shared aren't there anymore. Yeah. The relationship has become stagnant. You don't want that to happen with any relationship, whether it be romantic or platonic, right? Or friendship, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. I think one way to look at it too, um, because it is hard, right? Sometimes. So if maybe compartmentalizing relationships. Oh man, has, you had to say that word, didn't you? <laughs> why? Christina laughed at me. I, I can never pronounce that word. <laughs> what word is that? Compartmentalize. <laughs> I I can say it separately. Yeah. Com compartmentalize. I, Compartment you know. and mentalize. Just say those two. But if I say it together, compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. <laughs> so every now and then when she needs a good laugh, she'll like say it for me. And I'm like, no. She'll like say it. Compartmentalize. Just sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. good. So, All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh, but also I'm gonna give you a pass because you can speak at least two languages fluently. So you're fine. You're good. You, you you've got one leg up on on most of us. At least one. Then you've admitted, bye. Yeah, I agree. I said thank you, my brother. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So sorry. Where I was going with this is, um, I think that's one way to begin. Right. If it's if it's hard for you to completely remove certain relationships from your life uh, and move on from them, maybe compartmentalize certain relationships, right? If you take a look at the last X amount of interactions with a certain individual um, and, and they've kind of stayed on the certain track that is not the trajectory that you have for your life, for your future, um, then maybe just expect that from those interactions until that person decides they want to do something different with their life. It's yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's, it's, it's tough to, you want to bring people with you. You have relationships with these people. You care about them. You want the best for them. You think they want the best for you. You know, your visions and futures don't always align. Right. Um, so we can't force people to go certain directions. Um, 
And it's, it's just going to create resentment to be angry at people for that. So maybe if you just kind of compartmentalize those experiences and interactions and say, hey, this is where they're going to lie, then, you know, maybe that'll help you cope with those things better and move on to the next stage. Okay. Now, Kay Reed, I've got a question for you mm -hmm. on the opposite. So now say, how do you, so, so we talked a little bit about how to recognize when maybe it's time to let someone go or, you know, instead of letting them go completely, you compartmentalize them. Um, compartmentalize. <laughs> so if, if the opposite, what would you do? How would you proactively attract the kind of people that you want in your life? Oh, man, you go to the grocery store, bro. <laughs> and and what I'm looking for is I'm not just looking for a generic, oh, you can do this, you can do that. I want to know, like, no, we can talk about generic stuff, but that's mm -hmm. not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about our personal experiences. So yeah. what have you done proactively to attract the right kind of people in your life? What have I done to this point? Mm -hmm. Stayed off the booger sugar. No nose candy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I, yeah, I think there's a few things, man. I mean, you just align. I had a pretty large pool, right, from school and work and professional life and whatever else of individuals. Um, you know, they had a, a, a lot of similarities. So as I began to morph and change, uh, I begin to, I think, um, align more with the people that are going a certain direction and kind of just reach out to those individuals more often, right? And try to create more contact with those folks. Um, I think those are some of the things that I've done so far, right? Is now, I've invested now is just, more in those relationships. Is, is that just a natural evolution or is that a proactive conscious decision? Not a proactive conscious decision. It was a natural evolution. Yeah. So what have you done proactively, consciously to to do that? Oh, got it, got it. The only thing I've ever done uh, was at the previous role that we all worked at, and I got this from um, a, a good man we both know, Amr Khalifa. Mm. He uh, had recommended that I have a board of directors for myself, and everyone should have a board of directors. And this, there are relationships that you should take seriously, and you should seek these relationships out and um, use these individuals, not use, that's a poor word, but uh, for a lack of a better word, uh, surround yourself with these individuals in scenarios to help better yourself and look for people who are in positions that you want to be in, whether that be financially, professionally, spiritually, uh, in a relationship scenario, whatever that may be, right? Um, so he had mentioned to do that. And I only reached out to one person professionally at work, and that was Byron Feller. Um, and then I kind of let it go from there because I was a little bit nervous. Uh, I probably had some insecurities around it and some fears. Um, that was the one and only time that I can think of where I did anything proactively to surround myself with people that um, I think I guess you would say that you have admiration for in a certain aspect. Other than that, everything has been mostly organic. Got it. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, 
there was um i don't know if you remember uh jocelyn nelson um jocelyn nelson that sounds super familiar um i'll explain why it sounds familiar off air (laughs) sounds good um so her and i like started becoming friends and i realized there was something different about her like i felt like her and i could be really good friends and this was the first time that i'd ever done anything like this i didn't want to just let it evolve organically so i went up to her and i said look can can we go for a walk we go for a walk i was like i've never done this before i don't this is going to sound really weird but i feel like (laughs) i feel like we could be really great friends and I don't want it to be an evolutionary thing that, you know, six months down the road, we start hanging out and realize we're friends. I just, this is how I feel. I want to be good friends with you. How do you feel? And she's like, yeah, I feel the same way. We, we have this connection. Let's do it. And we started hanging out and it was weird because we cut through all the, oh, hey, what do you think about the weather today? <laughs> all the awkward BS. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and just it elevated us right away and it was phenomenal i started doing that with other people especially when i attend various seminars myself i will just go up to people now and be like i feel like you know i'm being attracted to you and when you can so in the personal development world you can say that to people and not be like, oh, my God, are you trying to flirt with me? It's not um, a physical or sexual attraction necessarily. It's it's something bigger. Yeah. And, you know, one person that, that I had that connection with was Anna. Her and I met at a personal development seminar, and we both kind of realized that we were always kind of within the same group. And, and we noticed things that we would say, you know, as, as we're sharing. And we just said, like, hey, like you want to be friends? Like, can, can we, you know, <laughs> can we do this? And, uh, you know, went on to, to create a new podcast together and, and had a lot of, a lot of growth together. And I re- started realizing if, if you come across people that you feel like you have a connection with or that you can learn from, or that you can grow from, or they can be a mentor to you, talk to them, do it. Don't wait for it to happen organically because first off, take the, take the professional, the professionalism into this. If Kyle, you have been in sales for a great many years and you have had a track record of success. If somebody comes up to you and says, Kyle, you know, I've, I've only been in this role for a couple of months, but I keep hearing your name all the time. I keep seeing you as one of the leaders. Can, can we just have a walk together? And I just kind of want to pick your brain. What would your reaction be? Get away from me, you fucking peasant. Okay, well, there goes my <laughs> totally, totally good enough. <laughs> no, you know what? So it's, uh, you, you know, I, I'm honored, absolutely honored. And I would be more than excited uh, to do that, to help this individual, to take some time. Um, you know, I think. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. What are they thinking? They're Before probably, they ask you. They're probably thinking I'm going to say something. Like, Fuck no, get away from me, you peasant. who who knows right because i know that i know that what i was thinking before i approached byron he was a he was a vice president is you know hey i I had a pretty good working relationship with him i had a ton of respect for him and i think he had respect for me and my role as well because he had had portrayed that on a daily basis right and kind of um 
would look to me for for certain things as well. And, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> uh, I still had some fear and trepidation going into that conversation. It's awkward, and I think everyone has a little bit of a fear of failure. Um, so yeah, I I think that most people would feel that way. But on the other side of it, I don't know if they're putting themselves in the other person's shoes that that person is likely going to feel honored and definitely going to want to help them. Absolutely. And I think the more we can do something like that, not only in our professional lives, but even in our personal lives, like, you know, someone comes up to you and says, Kyle, like, you know, we, I know we know some mutual friends together, but they always speak highly of you. And, you know, let, would, would you want to go get some wings sometimes or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's flattering and it elevates everything. And it's done proactively. I think that's the key. When you're talking about the kind of people that you attract <coughs> in your life, it has to be proactive. If it's not, you just get what your current standard is in life. So if your current standard is not about being proactive with your life, with your finances, with your goals, with your health, with your relationships, that's the kind of people you're going to be surrounding yourself with. But if you want to change those things, you got to seek those people out. Yep. Otherwise, you're just going to maintain the status quo. I dig mm. it. Well, K. Reed, what do you uh, how do you feel about one of your famous two minute takeaways? I was waiting for you to beat on the desk and sing like uh, <laughs> like you and Amit used to do. I know, I know. <laughs> him and I, him and I talked about doing it too, like having him come into the studio to record that and. Uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to yet, but that's something that we need to do because we need to, I mean, we're, we're growing this podcast. We need to start doing various segments and all that yeah. kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And if we have a pre-recorded, it makes it so much easier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, shoot. Yeah. So let me give the two minute takeaway. Um, actually, before I do that, Rohit, Uh-oh. can you give us an exercise? Cause I kind of want that to be part of the two minute takeaway An exercise for how our listeners can either um, identify the people they're attracting in their lives or how they can take action to attract someone in their lives. So I know you kind of shared an experience you had and some actions that you took to do so. But can, can we maybe just break down a, a one or two exercises for our listeners real quick so we can tie those into our takeaway? Oh, shucks. For you, Kyle, sure, buddy. <laughs> I heart you. <laughs> what, what I would say is to address both things that Kyle said. First off, it's it's very important that you break stuff up into a professional and personal life. So professional, anyone you meet through work. Personal includes family, friends, neighbors, associates, things like that. And what you want to do is just maybe write down you know five of the people that you communicate with the most. They don't have to be your best friend, but just you know on a regular basis you tend to communicate with these people the most. Make that list and then take a look at that list. Are you happy with that list? If not, it's time to make a change because what that list is, is it's the people who have the greatest influence on you. And then make another list of people who you do not communicate with regularly that you can talk to and say, look, I want you to play a larger role in my life. If it's, if it's work, don't go to someone who's a part of your team. I mean, you. Eh, I mean, if you want to take <laughs> easy way out, go ahead and do that. But you know, 
just recently, I reached out to my skip level manager and, and I said, look, I, I want to have a regular meeting with you because I want to know where this, where your organization is heading and what I can do to contribute. There wasn't any doubt in my mind that he would say no, because I know leadership for him to say like, no, you know, I'm too busy. Then I don't want to work for him. But he said, yeah, let's do it. Come up with a list of what you want to talk about. And now we've got a reoccurring meeting. And that's how I'm going to grow professionally. Personally, same thing. I invite people to be a part of this podcast all the time because that's how I want my relationships to grow is through personal development. Let me help you understand me and please, in reverse, help me understand you. That's how we're going to grow. I'm tired of these superficial relationships. That's not what I want anymore. So if you just want to keep it simple, go out and get wings every week. Yeah, we can do that. And that relationship will always be superficial. But if you want to have a real relationship with me while we're eating those wings, we're going to talk about some stuff. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) So I like it. Speaking of which, that reminds me. Um, we need to go get wings uh, in about Dude. in about twenty five days. Twenty five days? Am I missing something? Yeah, I'll explain later. But we can get wings right. at the end of August, early September, uh, because, because clearly we don't get wings and do superficial things enough. <laughs> That's true. Okay. We, we, we have to fire out our sil- all all cylinders of this relationship, <laughs> Rohit. <laughs> Oh. oh man! All right, buddy. Well, hey, you know, um, I do appreciate that. I I love the way that I sort of conjured into the two minute takeaway. I give us an exercise, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in <laughs> to another fantastic episode of the GYSD podcast. Get your shit together. Go to the website. Check us out. GYSDpodcast.com. Uh, whatever whatever podcast streamer media platform you're using like share all of the above we really appreciate the feedback and thanks again for tuning in we expect to see you back next week have a good one y'all. thanks everyone for listening to our gyst podcast we hope you learned how to get your together 